0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Today in history in 1918, German ace Ernst Udet shoots down two Allied planes, bringing his total for the war up to 62.
0: Welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well, what the fuck history. I'm your safari guide, Zachary, and there we see, under the brush, a wild podcaster. Now, they're introverts, so let's not spook them. Aw, oh, dang, it looks like this one just started to run away. Probably to the comfort of their sponsored Casper mattress.
1: My name is Megan, and I am the snack that smiles back. And I'm Matt... Today
2: I learned that the concept of people being misgendered has sort of always been a thing, and that ancient Greeks actually functioned under the assumption that Apollo had gotten drunk and put people in the wrong body.
1: That's really interesting, but what is your name? I said Matt.
2: Oh, it cut out. Did you? It cut out. It
1: cut out. It cut out. It cut um, out. my
2: connection's gonna be fucking with me hard tonight. That's alright. Oh, that's um, fine. You know what else will be fucking with me hard? I'm just yeah. kidding. Uh, before, <laughs> before we <laughs> okay. before we begin, though, I would like to take some time to thank uh, Death Roll Apparel for sponsoring this episode. Death Roll Apparel is a satanic, unapologetic, in-your-face clothing company. They come hoard with some big dick energy, and they take a stand against religion and racism while partying with the best of them. If you use our code WTFPOD at checkout, you'll get 15% off your order.
1: I think my favorite part of that is you can tell what what part you ad lib. Yeah, <laughs> <totally. laughs> it is. Ford. Honestly, he, there is a shirt Ford.
0: that says Endless Summer with a skeleton on it that's drinking a fucking like margarita. That's some big dick energy. That is big dick energy. No,
1: it's really good. I did I mean, see, I see that one. I feel like I would... could
0: probably
2: ad-lib the entire thing, but I also don't want to like get away from the points someday we're just gonna get real loosey-goosey with this entire ad read but like (laughs) i figured they would enjoy us mentioning that they have big dick energy i think so
1: no that's fair do you think they were inspired by um the fact that i think like jimmy buffett is a vampire like he's an undying marketing genius and that's why they have like the skeleton margaritaville show. i
0: am interested in this theory of yours that jimmy buffett hope... is a vampire but <laughs> i, I, I don't that
2: they were inspired by this concept
0: <laughs> halfway across, halfway away, across the country. because they are they are florida based they right? are florida based yes absolutely yeah
1: i mean jimmy jimmy buffett isn't florida based but he
0: does spend his time uh. in florida um does I, he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, down in the keys. But also, you were singing the song Where wrong. is Margaritaville? is a vampire, it's this thing of the They don't all sound like that. That's a vicious oh, yeah.
1: stereotype. <laughs> that is a... Yeah, Zach, could you... A little respect Jeez. for the One, one
0: Margarita. Uh, uh,
1: uh. All right, get out.
2: <laughs> I also found out today that uh, the Count has a Twitter. It's a verified uh, Twitter account for uh, the Count from... And it's just counting the number of days it's been on Twitter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. That's the only counting that I want to talk about. I think it's time that
2: we just jump into it. We played a game of rock, paper, scissors, and the order for tonight's episode is Zach, followed by me, followed by Megan. And then we're going to wrap it up with a question that will be revealed later, but I have it in an envelope uh, on the table
1: next to me. Yes a sealed sealed
2: envelope. envelope we asked a question earlier uh in the day it is in a sealed envelope i will reveal the question at the end of the episode so stay tuned for that listeners but zach why don't you uh why don't you take it away all right i
0: shall and i'll take it away and i'll fucking run with it too uh now i did a terrible and goofy australian accent at the beginning of this uh recording and i definitely was terrible it was terrible
1: oh my Um, god hey
2: look the man said it i am just letting him know that i agree with his choice of description
0: it was bad it was bad but it was bad on purpose i could have i could have put more effort into it you really could have i've seen him do a good one you've heard me do a good one
2: i've seen it i've heard it i've felt it against my chest
0: Mmm, yes.
2: (laughs) Um, Infer
0: whatever you will from that, dear listeners.
1: I don't know what to say. You
0: you say nothing. You say absolutely nothing. You You just run with it. You just (laughs) run with it. You be silent.
1: You You be silent so we can get on with this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But so I did it for a reason, because tonight... We go to a land down under. Uh, That's right, folks. I have officially decided to take a bite of the forbidden fruit that is Australia, and I don't know if I'm going to come back from (laughs) it.
1: Why is Australia our our apple of knowledge? It's the
0: forbidden (laughs) fruit.
1: Australia was an
0: entire (laughs) colony that was founded for prisoners. There's a lot of fucked up shit there.
1: There are Uh, spiders the size of
0: humans.
1: Like, I'm aware of Australia's premise. <laughs> yeah.
2: She's like,
0: I read the spark like, notes. I'm unimpressed. I am aware that why. Australia yeah. exists to defy God, but...
1: Yeah, no, I'm aware of it. I just think it's Australia? really funny yeah, that it's I've like art. Our... It. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard of her.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm immediately
0: interested in whatever your story is. Our story begins tonight, intrepid adventurers, after World uh-huh. War One. The OG Ooh. war, if
2: you will. You're getting dangerously close to my territory of World yeah, War II. get out
1: of his, get out of his, like, Get out of my backyard. <laughs> all right, anyway, so
0: after the OG war, in yeah. Australia, the Australian government was super nice and was like, hey, all you discharged veterans who served during World War I, why don't you take this plot of land in Western Australia so you can farm? That seems like a reasonable and cool thing to do. It seems like a half-decent deal, you know? Get shot at and get gassed with mustard gas and get a little bit of that good goat land, you know? Yeah, I like that. Absolutely. So, 1929 rolls around, and so doesn't the Great Depression. Woot, woot.
2: I made a joke yesterday whilst speaking with my family. I think I'll make it here, so if you guys could give me a little bit of space. Absolutely. Take your time. Okay. It was at most an okay depression
1: (laughs) stop it i like how you needed so much buffer room to set that joke up (laughs) oh that was yes the the sad like a fine wine the sad news is
0: that they
2: didn't even acknowledge it like i made the joke and nobody paid attention and here i am in control
1: (laughs) Do you think we've haven't had enough like economic depressions and recessions at this point just in the past like decade that we can start rating? We can,
2: yeah. <laughs> we'll put them on a sliding scale. Oh thank god. Yeah, absolutely.
1: What what we'll get back to we'll get back to Zach's story in a minute. Can you just like give me your feelings, your your star rating of the two thousand and eight recession? Like how did that you That absolutely
0: was the meh depression. <laughs> the meh that was the meh depression (laughs) yeah
1: okay the great
2: depression was a little bit better than that
1: yeah i'll say okay i just need to know please go on zach i want to know about the australian anyway so
0: 1921 1929 rolls around and the at best okay depression comes about (laughs) (laughs) and farmers are told hey grow more wheat by the australian government and we'll definitely pay you subsidiaries for your extra wheat wink wink they didn't. Oh. They just didn't. Hint, and so hint, the sorry. government and the farmers, who, by the way, I, I'd like to remind you, are a bunch of former military, get all huffy with each other, to say the least. Wonderful.
1: I love it. I love it when Australians get huffy. So the government is demanding the crops,
0: and the farmers are like, fuck you, pay me. And this is where it gets weird. Ooh. Because
1: oh, what is
0: that? on the horizon, looming like um, the specter uh, of death as the sun oh, descends no. behind the hills of Western Australia? Tell me I'm tell me, it's
2: about to be the one thing that I want it to be. That's right. You
0: guessed it, about 20,000 fucking emus. Okay, <laughs> oh, so <no. laughs> I, I've heard of the emu war, but I was really hoping that you would say kangaroos. Uh, kangaroos would have been great, but honestly, I think when you hear this story the emu war is better i mean it's better i have yeah, so. i
2: have heard of the emu war i am so excited to have this elaborated for me
0: so here's the thing um emus are better after reading this story and i say that as a person who has watched kangaroo jack too many fucking times
2: that's fair <laughs> i mean i i think one time is probably too many times to watch kangaroo jack but like
0: Okay, no total to, total sidebar, did you know that that movie was originally intended to be, like, a gritty mobster movie? Yes. Anyway, that's your one little tidbit <laughs> I'm not going to emphasize anymore because there's so much to go over. Duh. So, emus migrate after mating season, and when they found this super nice cultivated farmland, they were like, Oi, it's will fucking do nicely now, won't it? I'm assuming the the emus also have terrible Australian accents, but that's just me. It's probably a little so, yeah, no, a little sense. bit more
2: squawky to be fair
0: they <laughs> sound like uh that. they sound like kids in puberty <laughs> just voice cracking emus. oh God, that's terrible. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm an emu kid <laughs> oh my me. God,
2: we need to let Zach talk. <laughs>
1: No, we don't. This is
0: great. So this is gold. So, this is podcast gold. A bunch of the farmers are like, fuck this. We need to do something. And because the emus are eating all of their fucking food and destroying their crops, and it's just a mess. So they send Sir George Pierce to meet with the Minister of Defense of Australia, who then demands that the they be deployed to fight the emus. <laughs> Oh,
1: no, no. Wow. Wow.
0: Because, <laughs> again, all these farmers are former military. To which the Minister of Defense agrees, under two conditions. Yeah. That the guns were to be used by military personnel only. Okay. And that troop transport was to be financed by the Western Australian government and that the farmers would provide food, accommodation, and payment for the ammunition.
2: So I think at this point, the farmers, hating the government already,
0: decided to outfit the emus with weapons of war? (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. They began a full-scale campaign against the emus. Oh, goodness. Oh, I
1: thought you were going to say the farmers launched a full-scale campaign against the Australian government and teamed up with the emus? Uh -uh. No, no,
0: no, no, no. It's... It's... They were like, fine, we already have a bunch of bullets. We already have a bunch of guns. That's not the problem. The problem is we just needed you to sign this permission slip to say we could go on the field trip to kill a bunch of fucking birds.
1: Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, 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 brother. brother. Strap in, brother. Let's go. This is the most
0: American thing I've ever heard outside of America. I know, dude. The first campaign of the Great Emu War, which it would later become known as.
2: Mm -hmm. yup
0: it was at best an okay emu war no 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 it was a great emu <laughs> war and you can fucking fight me on that so the first campaign of the great emu war begins on october of 1932 uh the war was overseen by the command of major JGPW gpw meredith of the seventh heavy battery of the royal australian artillery oh fuck yeah we're getting real serious here
1: I know, dude. Like, we're just calling in heavier and heavier guns. Heavier
0: and heavier guns. The Major and a couple others were sent uh, with two Lewis guns and 10,000 rounds of ammunition to, and I quote, collect 100 emu skins so that the feathers could be used to make hats for light horsemen, which were basically Australian Rough Riders. So they're starting this campaign really fucking hard of being like, by the way, we have two Lewis guns, which I don't know if you know what those are, but they're big fucking machine guns.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know what that was.
0: These things pump out six hundred rounds a minute. Whoa, that's a <laughs> that's
2: a little bit excessive for any emu.
1: How much does a like an automatic do today?
0: Um, like what? Like what you're talking about? Like an M16?
1: Yeah, like I guess like, yeah, what, like the standard modern issue equivalent. would be like an M yeah. uh, Actually, we'll go M- um 6 uh, M16 rounds a minute.
0: M16 rate of fire is uh 950 rounds per minute.
1: Okay, so like it's a, it's more. So an M16 But it's like not a lot more. Yeah, no, no, so an, uh, an M16
0: fires faster than a Lewis gun. But uh, cuz again, we were talking about the M16 does 950 rounds per minute. A Lewis gun does 600.
1: Yeah, but it's like, it's still a very big gun. This is
0: 1920-32, but... I'm sorry. Firearm technology came a long way after World War II. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: it's still like a huge fucking deal. It's a big gun. It's like this huge gun with a big cylindrical uh, magazine on top. And it just, again, 10,000 fucking rounds of ammunition for these goddamn birds. That's too much. No, it's not. (laughs) It's not. Tell me that the emus win this war. Because on November 2nd, the real campaign actually kind of begins. Uh, In Companion, local settlers attempt to herd a couple of, like a group of emus into an ambush, but it went poorly, and only about a dozen emus are gunned down by heavy machine guns.
1: Yeah, only about a dozen.
0: There were about 20,000 birds to begin with. No God. We're never gonna win. (laughs) Were they
1: just, like... Were they just bad at aiming? So, the
0: problem was that the... They tried to herd these emus into this one section, and as soon as the first gunshots ran, gunshots came out, the emus just scattered, and they run pretty fucking fast. Like, they're not slow birds whatsoever. Um how fast
1: is
2: it 31 miles per hour uh, 31 miles um, an hour like, oh my god
1: that's... they truck they fucking dude, they... truck and it's maximum sprint it's it's it's
0: huge it's disgusting um and on top of it's that it's
1: disgusting uh
0: there was uh quoted later in like a report by i'm trying to the the guy the the major later on there was quoted in a report where it was basically like he said along i'm trying to find the exact quote but he said something along the lines of these birds can take as much munitions as a tank it took like a hundred rounds to put down a bird that's insane they were just like one yeah
1: one oh my god what do you mean they're like they're like people on PCP. Yeah, so, yeah, actually, here it is.
0: Major, <laughs> yes, Major Meredith compared the emus to the Zulus and commented on the striking maneuverability of the emus, even when badly wounded. If we, and this is the quote. If we had a military division with bullet-carrying capacity of these birds, it would face an army in the world. They can face machine guns with invulnerability of tanks. They are like Zulus who even dum dum bullets could not stop. That's
1: they're insane. Because like, I'm so I've seen emus, yeah. right? Like you go, mm-hmm. you, like you go to they're the zoo to and you look at emus. Yeah, they're yeah they're like five seven. They're big fucking birds. They're big. Like they're dinosaurs. They are dinosaurs. A little right bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're definitely dinosaurs. So on
0: November fourth, uh Major Meredith establishes an ambush near a local dam where over a thousand of these big fucking birds are seen. And they get the drop on the birds, and they're about to obliterate them. Except the machine gun jams, and they only kill about ten of them before all the birds run away.
1: Oh, God. Oh, my God. All all 20,000 of them. It sounds like poor planning to me.
0: No, no, the planning is really good, except they're just not accounting for the fact that these birds are fast, they can take a shit ton of rounds, and the guns jammed every now and then. It was just a bad situation and they were losing a war against
1: birds. Well, they should have known how fast they ran by it if they had just read the Wikipedia.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Wikipedia article <laughs> back in nineteen thirty two.
1: Yeah, you know. The internet was slower back. A little then, bit. So it I can understand why they didn't. It was dial up. We had that like <laughs> yeah. that thing, you know?
0: Yeah. Anyway, so from then on, there were attempts with truck-mounted machine guns and a whole other mess. But by the 8th of November, only six days after the first engagement, 2,500 rounds of ammunition had been fired. And the number of birds that were killed was uncertain. But one account estimated it was 50 tops. That's okay. that's it. Well, out of 20,000. Out of 20,000. Um. Not great. I will say, eventually, they launch a second campaign. Of course. And they start getting okay. their shit together. And eventually, by the end of the second campaign, uh, a, they start bagging about 100 birds a week. Ooh.
1: I mean, like, an improvement, granted, but you had to launch two great <laughs> Yeah, emu you wars? had to start
0: yep. a second war. You had to start a second campaign of the great emu war. Uh-huh. Absolutely.
1: Now, like, I'm not saying that they suck, but I think the facts speak well, for themselves. Here's the thing. <laughs> you, you didn't, didn't have to say breed, that they
0: suck. Breed rather quickly. Uh, and, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, okay. are, again, a force of nature they that will run like away rabbits. faster. They're nuts. So there's <laughs> actually not one, two, or three campaigns of the Great Emu War because it continues off and on from 1934 to 1950. Wow! What? <laughs> what? And in 1950, basically, what ends up happening? I'm um, oh, sorry, no, I, I, I was mistaken. It is continued off and on until about 1934. So from nineteen twenty four, okay. I was going to say,
2: while World War II is going on, you're telling me that
0: Australia was yes. waging a separate war with fucking theories. <laughs> so here's the thing kind of yes because oh my God. it is the the official great emu war ends in 1934 but like emus are still a problem in Australia and they're still fucking things up to the point where in 1950 I skipped a little bit of head to my notes but yeah. in 1950 the army minister just approves the release of 500,000 rounds of 303 ammunition to give to farmers just to deal with the emu problems
1: well yeah you know uh-huh. This is more important than, ain't you know. nothing to fuck with, so, <laughs> like... Well, like, none of these rounds are anything to fuck with. What, like, the the emus are more important than the Japanese at this point. Like, island hopping in World War Two. Yeah, and, like, the problem is, like, for a... There was a big
0: concern, like, at some point where all the British people were like, this is inhumane, and all the Australians were like, dude, there's a lot of fucking emus. <laughs> like, we... Yeah, like, tell...
1: Let me know if it's inhumane when you come down here and face down this bird. Hey, you stand
2: across the battlefield from an emu, and you tell me. (laughs) You look into
0: that bird's beady, black, lifeless eyes, and you tell me.
2: You see a guy sitting at a bar, and it's like, oh, he's got the thousand-yard stare, and it's like, yeah, where'd he do his time? And he's like, he fought in the Great Emu War. Yeah,
0: dude. Is it bad that all I'm thinking of is, like, the, the fucking captain from Jaws? Yeah. 10 kids go into the field. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 10 kids come out.
2: (laughs) Black eyes like a doll. Doll's eyes.
0: eyes. (laughs) But yeah, so like, and again, like they tried other things. They tried erecting fences, and the emus were just like, fuck your fences. Uh, They tried all different kinds of things, and eventually they were just like, yep, we're just going to kill all the fucking emus. And there's still emus in uh, Australia. But the great war against them has finally ended, dot, 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 until it becomes a problem again.
1: <laughs> I feel like I really want Australia, like, in the midst of the climate crisis
2: to be, we're like... fighting the emus again! It...
1: Well, <laughs> One more time! It
0: seemed like I might start killing the birds because they are, uh, well, they're part of nature, but... They just came back stronger than ever. So we're going to have to launch another <laughs> campaign against the fucking emus. <laughs> I absolutely love that.
2: I, uh, I also love, like, your story. We're done fighting
0: emus. And then it's just like, unless... Unless. <laughs> I'm just saying, I would not be surprised if I turned on the news tomorrow and it was like... Australia re-engages against the emus. In other news, the Great all, uh, Emu War has not been reignited since 1934. Now, almost 100 years later, the Australians are picking the fight back up. Yeah. <laughs> over to you, Brock, in our... In fucking Sydney. <laughs> Brock. Brock. Oh. He would be named Brock, though. I'm over yeah. here in Sydney, Australia. <laughs> okay.
2: Um... Anyway... But that's an absolutely absurd story. And I guess I now have to wait until Megan's story to see if I earn a gold star this episode. I'm hoping. Why? I hope so, too. Well, because Zach has been awarding cool. gold stars if we know the things that oh, go on in true. other episodes. Yeah. Other, other no, stories. That's, that's fair. Um, But I'm going to launch into mine, if you guys don't mind. Do it. I fucking dare you. I dare you. <laughs> I love it. <that> I <laughs> fucking dare you. Do it. I dare you. Um, so I'm going to take you guys back to September of 1788, and in fact, this story uh, branches from the evening of September 21st to the evening of, or to the September 22nd, which is which is crazy because today is September 21st and tomorrow is September 22nd as of recording this episode. But wow. um, other reports of this no. <laughs> have this happening on the yeah. 17th to the 18th. Uh, but I'm going to go with the assumption that it happened on the 21st to the 22nd. Because it's a, fucking, it's a better story if I say that.
0: <laughs> I love it.
2: I love that attitude. So, anyways, I'm going to be talking about the Battle of Karen Sebes. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. I've also heard it pronounced uh, Karen Sebes. Um, and that'll probably be the one that I go with for the rest of this episode. Either way... Fucking Karen. Fucking Karen.
1: I know. God, Karen.
2: And uh, it happens during the Austro-Turkish War, which, as I mentioned, began in the year of our Lord, 1788. On the aforementioned evening, the Austrian army, which was believed to be about 100,000 soldiers strong, were setting up camp around the town of Karen They had occupied it. They were setting it up to, like, hunker down there. But it's important to note that the Austrian army was a jumbled mess of different nations with troops from the Czech Republic, Germany, France, Croatia, Serbia, and Poland. And in most cases, they did not share a common tongue. And so communication between all the puzzle pieces of this army was very often not a thing Imagine going to war though. Imagine going say, to war and not being able to speak to the person that like you're fighting arm in arm with.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't really imagine like going to war. Well, yeah, no. I, that, guess, I mean, that's fair. Like, well, it's just like I understand that, you know, you have you have recruitment offices like in high schools yeah. and colleges and they're just like, "Come on, join the army." And like I would always look at those things and be like, "Oh, that's like not even on my radar. Like, why?
0: <laughs> I do and I don't understand. And then I come from a military family. Like, I don't, I do understand your idea. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, mm, no, mm, I get it. <laughs> I can't fathom being next to someone. It's like, if you were, like, I, I can equate it to like a regular like, job where it's like, so you're building a skyscraper, and you ask someone to hand you a hammer as you're 200,000 feet off the ground, and they look at you because they don't know what the fuck you've said.
2: Yeah, so, like, to to equate it it's in a similar sense, like, when our new building for the uh, organization that I work for was being built... Uh, The guy kept having, like, the foreman of the job kept having to pull out a translator app on his phone so that he could communicate with his workers because they spoke, like, a mix of, like, Spanish, Portuguese, and then some of them were, like, just a jumbled mess of... But, like, I don't know how you assemble an army that does not share a common language
0: so that you can at least... I have the answer for that. Uh, It's called you conquer a lot of places and then you just steal their people. This is fair.
2: This is a fair point. This is, you're right. And that's usually how they did it back in the day. The point of the matter is that communication, not a thing. Everyone's getting settled for the evening. um, And part of the Austrian forward line uh, decides that they're going to head over uh, the river uh, Times to scout for Ottoman troops. And while they get over to the other side of the river, they don't find any Ottomans, but they did find uh, some Romani who were selling schnapps. And the soldiers no, okay. the soldiers happily purchased some schnapps from these <laughs> yeah. uh, Romani travelers. And uh, they proceeded to uh, drink heavily. As one does. As one does when presented with schnapps. I mean, I personally wouldn't. I prefer whiskey. But, like, if you hand me schnapps, I will probably drink. You know what? In my drinking, proclivities do not matter here. So later on in the evening, um, another group of infantrymen also decide that they're going to go across the river. And they find the first group who have gotten, at this point, properly drunk. And these infantrymen are like, let's get in on some action. But according to reports, the first group that had come across the river declined to share their booze with the infantrymen. And they set up, like, a makeshift barricade around it. And this led to increasing hostilities between <laughs> between these two groups who, mind you, are fighting on the same side of an army. Yeah. They start to get into a little bit of a verbal altercation... Um, the verbal altercation goes forward into, uh, physical altercation,
1: Mm -hmm. as they they so often do.
2: do. Um, the physical altercation goes on to, uh, inspire one person to fire a gun. However, in their state, in their state of inebriation, the first group, which went over, did not know who fired and the second group because they were caught up in whatever was going on didn't know who fired either and so they immediately begin to retreat back across the river so they hear this shot they don't know who fired it and they fire back in retaliation they essentially like level a volley of gunshots off into the woods um but they retreat because they think that they're being fired upon Uh, They were firing at nothing, by the way. (laughs) Of course. Anyways, these men uh, retreat back across the river. The remainder of the army, which is on the other side of the river in the town of Karensebs, hears all of this shooting happening, and they believe that the Ottomans are on approach, especially since while this first group is coming across the river, they're screaming uh, a warning that the Turks are on the way. So these people are just yelling, Turks, Turks! And everyone in camp is like, we're about to get attacked, let's get ready. But it's dark, and it's the dead of night. So as men are coming back across the river, their sober compatriots are firing at shadows moving in the dark in town. And are, in fact, firing on their own troops. Ah! Uh, yeah. And this, this—not oh, only this, but like this—is where like the communication issues really begin to fuck with the entire army, because one of yeah, one know. of the leaders begins yelling halt, in their language. I'm not gonna try. Like I, I didn't see. A, no, it's okay. I didn't see a we thing. understand. But he starts yelling like halt, halt, which obviously means stop, but. Because of the language barrier between all the mishmash of troops that are together, someone misinterprets this as another sh- uh, soldier screaming, Ala, Allah, Allah. Oh, and oh so no. the fighting continues. It continues into the night and until morning when people realize what's happened. And due to how mangled their army is at this point, they end up having to launch, like, they, they end up having to retreat entirely um, from the town of uh, Karen Sebs.
1: I feel like this is just, this whole army was put together on the premise of, like, Telephone. Yeah,
2: <sighs> I mean, it really is a, a shitty game of Telephone. The, the funny thing about this, too, is that for a little bit, they couldn't find um, the king,
0: Oh, no. Mm -hmm. So, they're...
2: They're firing at each
0: other, and then they lost the head of... uh, These fucking idiots.
2: Yeah, they're firing at each (laughs) other. They could not find the king. So, there's an excerpt, and this is from... I'm not really sure where, but it's on the Wikipedia page. Uh, (laughs) Nice. But, um, it says, On the march thither, the army was seized with a most unaccountable panic, believed themselves to be threatened by the enemy fell into disorder and mistook their own troops from the frontiers for enemies. The regiments fired upon one another, looked everywhere for an enemy where in reality there was none, and all attempts on the part of the emperor in person to stop the firing and put an end to the confusion were vain. He was in fact separated from his suite and wandered about ignorant of his way. It was even supposed that he had been taken prisoner when at... Uh, length accompanied by a single individual he came to karen Seb's. a detailed account of the singular story of this night march and its consequences does not appear to us belong to the province of general history so essentially what that says is no one has an accurate description of what happened
0: on this night. Well, cuz they were all fucking plastered and shooting at each other. Only I know. only dude.
2: like a few people were plastered and shooting at each other. This was like enough. This was the vanguard which went ahead and, you know, got drunk and then defended their alcohol with, you know, uh gusto apparently. But it yeah, I think it is pretty funny that the emperor just like at one point uh, Emperor Joseph II goes missing during this experience. It's said that he like fell in a river, or fell off his horse into a river, or something like that. Was he also drunk? I don't think he was. I think he was just...
1: How many people were drunk? He was taking
2: a shot in the dark. The funniest thing about this story (laughs) is that the Ottoman troops arrive two days later. They find the town completely in disarray with bodies of dead Austrian troops everywhere. And they man they managed to take the town, because of course they do, because yep. nobody's defending it. However, the reports of this attack, first of all, don't get added to mainstream history until 40 years after. And many historians are like, well, they were completely ashamed and embarrassed. Um, and so, of course, they wouldn't mention this. But... This is the fun thing, and once again, I'll be referencing Wikipedia because I don't know how accurate it is. It says on the side of uh, the Habsburg monarchy, possible 150 dead, 1,200 wounded, 563 missing, and three cannons and a war chest were lost. And then on the Ottoman Empire side, uh, casualties and losses were none.
1: Nice.
2: This is where the Procopius of it all kind of comes into play, though, because when I was reading this story, it's saying that thousands of lives were lost, and even on the Wikipedia page it says that, according to legend, anywhere between 9,000 and 10,000 dead or wounded occurred in this battle. But I just think it's entirely too funny that a battle was waged with themselves and... They just decided that they were so embarrassed that they were they were gonna retreat.
1: <laughs> just like I'm out of here.
2: Nope. Oh, <laughs> guys, uh, we made a big oopsie, and I'm I'm gonna walk away now. We're gonna walk away now.
1: I'm. We're gonna go. We're just gonna go. Hey, do you guys. We mind? Just, we're we're, gonna, no, we're I'm, gonna head out.
0: Yeah that that's one of that's the best part about for me because it's like we we know we fucked up. We we understand we fucked up and we're just gonna do our best to slink away Yeah. We're just gonna Yeah,
2: this is us. We're slinking. We're gonna We're bad. We're slinkies. Oops. Oops Oops I do love though that the Emperor just disappeared somewhere in there. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, Hey, has
0: anyone seen the Emperor recently? (laughs) I think it was one of the guys who was just like we can't fuck up any more than we already have and then some guy goes where's the king and he's like oh no 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 no, you, you didn't seen the Emperor that?
2: recently and it's like we didn't hear that question we're hey. going back we're going to we're going back have you we're gonna
1: go back. have you seen have you seen the leader
2: I'm sorry uh, when... have you no absolutely have not you seen him? uh that's no? a question okay. i'm not
1: answering I, am... I don't get paid enough to see that. <laughs> I am uncomfortable with
0: that question and I'm not gonna answer it. Yeah, that's uh, where's that's H- my uh...
1: Where's HR?
2: Yeah, where's... I'd like to <laughs> I'd like
1: to report a claim to HR. I'd like to report a toxic and hostile. I really environment.
2: I love the concept of like, have you seen the Emperor? and someone just goes, Wasn't my day to watch him?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Was it?
0: No, I'm uh, hung I over don't get paid to babysit, excuse me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, hey! Like, don't confuse me with the babysitter. I'm a soldier, and I'm drunk. But that's besides the point.
0: I have a sword, not a pacifier. Fuck off.
1: <laughs>
0: so, anyways, that's my
2: story, and I love it. Yeah, so that was, much. That was from funny. one war that really didn't need to be fought to another one that no, it definitely absolutely shouldn't have been, <laughs> or at least one battle that shouldn't have been fought at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. I don't have a war oh, okay. to talk about, but I do have a mystery. Ooh. And I know how much you guys love mysteries. Okay, so. I
2: do love a mystery over here.
1: I'll, uh, And I, I think since we're moving into spooky month, this was we a, are good, pretty close to this was a good time. We are getting really close to spooky month. So let me let me set this bad boy up for you guys. Our story starts uh, at 8.15 p.m. and on a Friday night uh, in the the year of 1994. I know, very far away, very distant historical. Distant of
2: 1994.
1: <laughs> the, the distant year of 1994. I was
2: but a wee lad then.
1: We were but wee lads then. And in the distant year of 1994, a woman named Gloria Ramirez from uh, Riverside, California, was brought into the emergency room of Riverside General Hospital. Now she was a cancer patient but she wasn't brought in at this particular moment because of of cancer she was experiencing severe heart palpitations and she was um very confused. Okay. So the the emergency room staff began treating her. And uh, to do this, they gave her, you know, a slew of drugs like diazepam and lorazepam to, like, calm her down and try to get her heart and breathing back under control. But it was kind of apparent that she was responding very poorly to this treatment, and it got to the point where she needed to be defibrillated. Sorry, I'm really bad at that word. They used the defibrillator, right? They're like... Uh, so, uh, then it was at this moment in time where things went from, like, bad to really weird, and people in the room at the time reported that they saw an oily sheen covering her body, and that there was a fruity, garlic-like o- odor that was coming from her mouth, okay. which like, fine, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh uh-huh. Okay. And yeah, we're not done, though. Because uh, when the nurse tried to draw blood from her arm, she noticed that it smelled like ammonia. And then when the nurse passed the blood sample to a medical student, uh, there were like beige colored particles floating in the blood. Okay. And if that wasn't weird, um, it was at this point that the register nurse fainted. She had
2: ghosts in her blood. She should do cocaine about it.
1: Dude, she had ghosts in her blood, and then she gave the ghosts to, someone else. to everyone else. Yeah, because, like, so the the nurse faints and has to be removed from the room. And then, like, quickly after that, the medical student who she had, like, given the blood to um, reported that, like, she felt nauseous and lightheaded, and she also had to leave, but she passed out as well. And then the respiratory therapist who was assisting also fainted. Wow. what To the, the point f- where... Yeah, like the staff ordered the evacuation of all of the emergency room patients. So they all had to go out to the parking lot. And meanwhile, a skeleton crew stayed behind to like attempt to save this That's woman. That's exactly
2: where I want my emergency room patients in the parking lot.
1: <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> I mean, like, it, if it was in between the parking lot and staying behind with this this haunted woman, then, like, I don't know, I'll take my chances outside. But 45 minutes later, uh, despite, like, their best efforts given the situation, uh, Gloria Ramirez was pronounced dead from kidney failure and, like, complications from her cancer. And it
2: also sounds like just overall melting of her human form.
1: Yeah, so that she can become the
2: Toxic Avenger, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, dude, like, it's so weird, because it wasn't just those three people that got sick. 23 people became ill, and five had to be hospitalized.
2: Wow. 23 people.
1: 23 people. So I guess, like, by now, you're probably asking, like, what the hell happened?
2: I am asking that
1: uh what do you what do you think happened uh
2: she had ghosts in her blood, and those ghosts overpowered her and spread <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I mean like kind of i guess like it's it's kind of so, weird so every
2: i I do wanna say that I will earn the gold star this episode. oh, you know what's going on i mean Cause I certainly don't I don't know, but like Correct me if I'm wrong, Megan. This woman is re- this woman is referred to as the toxic lady. Yeah,
0: okay.
1: she is the toxic. Um, oh, Matt gets the gold star. But yeah, 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 you get it.
2: I've I've only heard this briefly. For the longest time, they thought that this was just a case of mass hysteria, didn't they? Yeah,
1: yeah, okay. they did. So Matt Matt is right. Like he's he's on like the the tip of it. Oh, just um, the tip. <laughs> the tip of it yeah so like an investigation was launched by the county and they called in california's department of health and human services because they're like uh 23 people got really sick from this woman just like being in our hospital like what she came we saw her we got sick (laughs) (laughs) yeah some people almost died like excuse me so then they said oh um Well, there seems to be, like, a common denominator where the people who had severe reactions were working, like, in very close proximity to her and were handling her IVs. But they also uh, found that the people who were more affected tended to be women rather than men and that the blood tests came back normal. So they're like, oh, it must be mass hysteria because, like, I don't know women. (laughs)
2: So her Mm -hmm. blood tests with the beige blobs came back normal.
1: No, so, like, those other people, the people who got sick, they took... I was was so confused for a second, because
2: I was like, there's no way having ghosts in your blood comes back as normal.
1: Yeah, like, actually, no way. Um, But the medical student, who was the second one to faint, denied that conclusion. She's like, this is not mass hysteria, because, like, I spent two weeks in the ICU and developed hepatitis and a vascular necrosis in my knees. So, like... This is. She's like. That's not mass hysteria. Like that's not a psychosomatic uh, symptom. That's like, th- like something. These happening are physical here.
2: symptoms that I can point to that These... this woman, this toxic avenger, definitely inflicted upon <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> this toxic avenger. Um. So the Riverside Coroner's Office was like, yeah, that is really weird. So like, we're gonna call them the big science boys at the the National Lab to investigate further. <laughs> um and essentially what the lab theorized was of course it wasn't mass hysteria uh and that ramirez had been using um dimethyl sulfoxide uh which is like a powerful degreaser solvent as like a home remedy for pain wow for for her cancer oh. um uh, which has like a garlic like taste this is
2: the uh this is the ivermectin of her day
1: Oh, yeah i mean pretty pretty much because like other people had also been using it as like a an at-home like pain remedy and um j- just so you know this is sold as a gel in hardware stores like you don't you don't go to cbs and this is sitting there <laughs> like this is a hey where's your where's your drano because i know that this stuff is next okay to
2: again it. i will say this is the ivermectin of her day. <laughs> yep,
0: yeah, it, yeah, it
2: is. It
1: definitely, yeah, it definitely hey, bud, is. Hey, so, where's like, your because beca- Hey, where's your degreaser? Yeah. Because I, I, ibuprofen isn't enough. I don't enough.
2: understand. So she had been self-medicating, I, I would guess, right? Yeah, yeah she's yeah, self-medi- self-medicating. Her doctor me. did not say I was going to say, like, like no doctor worth their weight in salt would say, hey, by the way... Uh, while you're suffering, go on down to your local hardware store. Get yourself some degreaser. Yeah, get
1: yourself some degreaser and, and just like, chug just it, it up, feel my girl. right yeah. as
2: rain tomorrow, right
1: as rain. And like, I don't know her insurance situation, right? Like, I don't know if she could even afford the uh, the cancer treatments or like the pain medication that comes with that, because like. It, Healthcare in this country is really fucked. and it has
2: been since uh, 1994.
1: Yeah, way longer than that, I guess I would Probably. argue. But um, the 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 fact that it comes in a gel could explain the greasy appearance yeah, on her yeah, body. She just
2: like lubed herself up.
1: Yeah, and they also said that the solvent could have built up in her system because, like, I guess you can ingest it. Uh, not advised, but I guess Literally you Literally nothing
2: about the way this woman treated herself is advised. Do not Nothing buy, about this is advisable. Do not buy degreaser. Do not slather it on your skin. Do not ingest. Do not. Do not.
1: Do not eat do it. Do not. Do... Yeah, please. Do not do this. But, um, they said that it could have built up in her system to the point that it blocked her, like, urinary tract and caused the kidney fail- failure. Yeesh. Yeah. So, while that explains her symptoms, it didn't explain why other people almost died when exposed to her. Yeah. Until they said... Yeah. So, like, the lab went on to explain. They are like, well, the electric shocks that were administered to her over the course of her treatment could have converted the solvent into a highly toxic form. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. They were like, well, actually... Because you applied electricity... That's so gross. ...a chemical reaction happened, and it turned the solvent into a highly toxic form of sulfuric acid. This woman
0: is like a plague mushroom. What we're saying is we yeah. added electricity and made disease ghosts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: like the, we the made it in her blood actively became Disease ghosts <laughs> in the air. Yeah, it's all about you're the not you're not blog. wrong. Oh
1: man. Like that's so, so like,
2: like I'm it's so weird to even think about that's just so I can't even wrap my head around that. To be so well, wrong can you imagine, to be Sue? so wrong entirely that you not only kill yourself but you take like many innocent people down a few pegs
1: yeah dude and like honestly when i first read this story right um like if you don't get the lab report and granted there are weaknesses in the lab report but it's they said it was the most scientifically plausible answer for everything but can you imagine before the lab report comes out they're like I would be panicking. I'd be I, like, "Oh my I, god, did, like
2: this!" Did I get what she like, had? Al- what did I? What's going on?
1: Yeah. I'd be like, "Is it aliens?" I don't it's, like. It's I something. don't know.
2: It's something. But I also
1: imagine yeah, that, like, I would take
2: this suggestion... like, I would take the most plausible scientific cause because the alternative is that I imagined the whole thing. What the fuck? Oh
1: yeah. Like PTSD a thousand percent. Like oh and then like so there's particles in her blood, yeah. right? As well. They they also explain that because um It's ghost. The the solvent actually crystallizes oh, at room temperature. My.
2: I can't I can't. I can't. I'm happy that I didn't do any research into this story when I first heard of it. Like I mean I I feel like I probably saw this years ago on like a something and it was just like
1: uh well yeah it's like unsolved deaths or whatever because like for a while it like it wasn't solved you know and like it's it's one of those stories that like conspiracy theorists very easily kind of latch on to and there's just like it's yeah, it was aliens. It's a government cover-up for this lady being haunted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this woman's entire blood system was haunted. She had
1: she had so crystallized haunted. ghosts
2: in her blood.
1: Yeah, because like when I when I first read it, I was like, oh damn! Like what a good story for you know our other podcast tonight. The yeah. news. I am shamelessly plugging it. Hell yeah! Um, plug.
2: Listen, listen, listen. <laughs>
1: Because it is one of those stories that, like, we would take and sort of twist around and be like, oh, and, like, they never figured out what went wrong. But they did figure out what went wrong. And I kind of, like, argue that it's a little bit scarier because of, like, all of the unknown chemical reactions that ended up happening and causing such horrible chain reactions to everyone else. Again, I
2: pretty much, I think... It's scary that, like, yes, the chemical reactions happen, but I also think that the alternative, which is that you imagined it, is pretty scary. Like, oh yeah, that's like horrible having too. Having someone imagine you go through the process of like fainting because this greasy woman comes into your
1: <laughs> this and like up you lady. then
2: all of a sudden have like medical conditions happen to you. You've got like you were up until that point very healthy. And then it's just like, yeah, no, this grease woman came up to you, you're now dying of something strange, and you're just like, um, explain why, please? And someone goes, yeah, no, you imagined it, though.
1: I think, like, the worst thing, too, is, like, this was, there were telling medical staff, like, female medical staff, that they essentially didn't know what, like, medical sicknesses look like,
2: (sighs) Yeah. right? Hey, I ran some tests like, on myself, and I came back with this conclusion. No,
0: you didn't. No, you're wrong. But what, what what you're really getting at is either, A, this greased-up woman came in <laughs> and got everyone deathly ill because, you know, a bunch of chemical reactions happened. The human body is a miasma of atrocities. Well, hers especially. Atro- and hers especially. Or two, there was a greased-up woman brought in, or what we thought was a greased-up woman, and all these people in this hospital were visited by an eldritch abomination. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm going back to that theory again.
2: Yeah. This like, what, creature essentially was unknowable.
0: Like... She had glimpsed and then God. And they all went mad for a minute.
1: I like I cannot imagine being the people from the Department of Health and Human Services because they did not pay attention to the health and they did not serve (laughs) any of the humans. No humans were served
0: in the making.
1: Yeah, like what? Like was this an entry level job for them? Like what was their prior experience? They just sent a fucking intern. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, uh, I don't know, Dave, you've been here for 3 days. Go check out that greasy lady. <laughs> Go check out the greasy lady Dave. Hey, checked out the greasy <laughs> lady?
2: Nothing. Is they're all Nothing. they're all hysterical women.
1: Yeah, they're crazy. All right, some crazy broads. I don't know why we sound like this in California. But...
0: <laughs> so Man, much easier like, no to just crazy do like broads, broads.
2: Yeah. Oh my god, bro. And it was bro. the '90s. I did it like it was like a '20s gangster or something. Like yeah. That.
0: It's more of like, dude, yeah. I got there and they're all fucking whack, bro. I think they ate bro. some mushrooms, dude. They ate so they're they're all on a bad fucking trip, dude so anyway collectively collectively. the whole hospital yeah but that's like that's the
2: craziest story that i've heard of like collective gaslighting as well where it's just like (laughs) imagine you sit all these nurses down in a room who are probably still hooked up to ivs and fluids and it's like nothing happened (laughs) psychopath
1: why don't we just like and they're just like hey star wars came out two years ago don't at me Star Wars people. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "We know what Jedi mind is." <laughs> oh god. You have no imagine power that here. being
2: part of the lexicon though and someone's like, "Hey, nothing happened. This is mass hysteria." And someone's like, "Don't try to Jedi mind trick us. This is not yeah. the
0: sickness you're looking
2: for." It is. I know what <laughs> yeah. being sick is like. <laughs> I'm a nurse, dog. I'm a nurse. <laughs> that, that only works in that Star Wars movie.
1: Yeah, that that came out two years ago, and it's 1994 right oh now. Oh,
0: God, make me feel old. Why don't you? The first, the first Star Wars movie wasn't released in 1994. You do realize this? No, no, it Just wasn't. Just
1: like the Ford Tacoma. It was, the Ford... it was
0: 1977. No, I know, I know. Yeah, to, that makes me
2: feel older. To... But
1: two years ago
2: no it was two years ago zach (laughs) yes the first star wars was released two years ago (laughs) and with that i am done with the two of you (laughs) i'm also done with the two of us and i am going to now open uh the envelope that i have sitting here remember friends uh we had asked a question earlier in the day we had sealed it in an envelope Uh, it has been mailed to me, it now exists right next to me, and I'm just gonna open it right now. I'm going to, uh... Are you guys sure that I can say this on air? Yeah, I think so. I don't know,
0: I didn't send it to you.
2: Oh, no, you're right. Um, okay. Whew, let me see, uh, alright, here we go. Um, feel free to, you know, edit this out if it turns out that we're not, if we're... (laughs) If it turns out that we're not allowed to say this. Um,
1: yeah, if it's a little bit If it's too, too,
2: much. too racy, guys, this is probably the part of the podcast where you want to, you know, plug your ears. Uh, what the fuck, history?
0: If you like what you hear from the Triumvirate Productions and What the Fuck History, we encourage you to tell a friend. We don't pay for any ads, so the best way to get us out there is to talk to other people about us. You can find us on Facebook at The Triumvirate Productions, on Twitter at triumvirate underscore pod, and on Instagram at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European Linen,